Welcome back to another episode of Kindred Conversations. I am Paris Toos. And I'm Brittany Fry. And our episode today is all about thrifting, vintage shopping. We're so excited to share with you. We talked to some consistent and really great thrifters and vintage shoppers and just got the best of the best tips. So first we are going to share our moment of gratitude. Okay, I'll go first. I've been thinking about this one for a while now, so I am excited to share. But I have been, um, lately there's this moment and every time it happens, I'm so grateful. It's when I open up my back car door to get my kids out of the car and I just look back there and they're both just looking at me so expectantly. Cute. And I feel like it's become a cue for me of just seeing them and being like, oh my goodness, you are mine and I'm obsessed with you. And they both just look at me with the biggest eyes and they both like smile at me. And I just feel like the luckiest person in the world every time I go back there. And I have two kids in the backseat. I feel like Lola's still little enough that it shocks me a little bit totally. every single time. Totally. I feel like that will just last forever. <laughs> Because I'm like still feeling that way and I don't imagine it going away anytime soon. Okay, good. I don't want it to. And honestly, like it's become like, I feel like it kind of took my breath away the first few times and now it's like become a cue for me. Okay, this is when I like get to feel so grateful for you guys. Sweet, sweet. And I've been like really just loving that moment. I love that. That's so cute. Okay, um, I'm just feeling grateful. I feel like... We've talked a lot about like transitioning into fall routines and um, getting schedules back and whatnot. And I feel like we've just kind of had a little bit of a bumpy road, like moving into that. Um, Things feel like really good for a week. And then all of a sudden I'm like, hey, what happened? Like, why are we struggling so much this week? And then we'll do good again. Anyway, so I feel like it's been back and forth. But this last week we have, I just feel like I've had a lot of really, um, I don't know, like meaningful conversations with Johnny about how we're raising our kids and what we can do to help them. And not only am I feeling really grateful to have someone to be able to do that with and to have like open and intentional conversations with, but also I'm feeling grateful um, just for the insight that I feel like each parent has for their kids. I think that 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 is innate and we can tap into it. And I'm just really grateful for that. I love that. That's such a good one. And I feel like our, our moments of gratitude almost always tie into our episode without meaning to. And today they totally (laughs) didn't. So with that, we'll just take a sharp left turn and talk about shopping, (laughs) which is so fun. Okay. This episode, I feel like is a little bit different for us, but it's so fun. This is something Britt and I, um, as we've mentioned, we both are in our first like first homes, yeah, and um, we're just starting to furnish them and think about them, and and also I'm just kind of learning to love shopping secondhand, yeah, whether that's thrifting or antique shopping, and that's been something I've really enjoyed. But I definitely don't consider myself an expert, so I just have to give a thank you. At the beginning of the episode, we had three friends that were so generous in helping us compile their thoughts. They're like expert thrifters, and um, so we just wanted to say thank you to Jaleesa Cottle, Isabel Baker, and Savannah Gallagher. The, um, most of the insights in this episode are coming from them, and we're so grateful that they shared because they are truly so good at it and honestly really inspired me in how I want to not only decorate my home, I feel like that's what I 
think of first. But also, um, we went camping with a couple of friends a couple weeks ago. And um, both of the families we went with, they're just absolute thrifting queens. They're so good at it. And all of their kids' clothes were thrifted. And they looked so cute. And it was so smart because Miles especially when he's outside, he just destroys his clothes. So I feel like <laughs> buying clothes that have already survived a couple of kids, it just is way better, way better of an investment for me. Yeah. When you told me that, I was like, why have I never thought of that before? That's actually the most yeah. brilliant, especially specifically for the camping trip. I'm yeah. like, that is brilliant. Yeah. Just such a great idea. So, okay, we're just, the way that this is organized is just through, um, like, common questions that people have around thrifting and then top tips for that. So starting off is, why is it better to shop vintage? And I love, love, love this response that we got. Vintage is unique. For me, vintage items are works of art. They're old and often handmade, which I love. Vintage clothes are often one of a kind due to their age, which I also love. And this just resonates with me so much. I feel like um, the houses that I'm like most are like images of homes that I'm most often saving on my Instagram or on my Pinterest. They'll have these really unique pieces that you know they're vintage. <laughs> like you can't just walk into Pottery Barn and buy it. Or um, friends' homes. I specifically have one friend who has this most amazing dresser that I will just be coveting my whole entire life. And I love that it's like it comes with a story. It's unique. It's not something that just anyone can buy. Anyway, this really resonates with me. I I love this idea that you can put together your home um, that that naturally has a story and has character and is unique. Um, from thrifted pieces. And I feel like, I mean, a lot of time vintage is really expensive, but a lot of time you're getting these things for a screaming deal. Yeah. And so I think sometimes you think, oh, it's, it's lesser if it's that way. But I actually would argue totally the opposite that if you can, if you can find things that are unique and been loved before, I think it only makes your home more special. And, and also get a deal on it. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Win-win. Yes. And also like, I think that about clothing items and, it's, you know, it's kind of fun if yeah. you're, you get to wear something that nobody else has. Yeah. And you felt like it was a treasure hunt. <laughs> yeah. No, totally. I totally agree. Okay. So one thing that I have always struggled with, Britt can attest to this. She witnessed it <laughs> firsthand. I've gone vintage shopping with Britt thrifting a few times with you. And um, I, I just can't tell when I'm in... <laughs> Uh, when I'm there, do I love this or is it a good deal? Yeah. Or do I love this or is it here in front of me? I just like cannot tell. So that has led me to pass up on some really good things. And okay, I just will share a story really quick to <laughs> illustrate my point. But I was searching. I really wanted dinner plates. That was one thing I think one of a kind. Or I, I guess not really one of a kind, but vintage dinnerware I think is so beautiful and also I think I really love to host but if you're building a new arsenal from scratch that can be really really expensive so anyways I was just hoping to find some beautiful secondhand dinnerware anyways I was at DI which is our local thrift store it's definitely nothing fancy and I found these 
plates that were so pretty and it, it was a set of 12 but I could tell like I could tell they definitely had some scratches on him and I'm like are these cute are they not and so I had texted my mom and sister I'm like are these cute or am I in the thrift store and I can't tell I can't <laughs> tell and I was just stressed about it and I don't really have a ton of room in my kitchen so I didn't want to buy something that I wasn't going to use anyway none of nobody texted me back and I ended up leaving and I pulled up to my house when I got home and Britt happened to be at my house (laughs) she was just driving by and I was like Britt I think I should have bought these but I didn't and I showed her the picture she was like you 100 percent should have bought them (laughs) so I loaded all my kids back up in the car went back bought them and they're probably my favorite find ever they were 12 dollars for a set of 12 12 plates and they're beautiful so so beautiful anyways I love them but that just illustrates my lack of skills of just (laughs) I get like blinders on and I can't or goggles on and I just can't tell so we asked our friends who are really good at thrifting and vintage shopping what what they recommend and I feel like the most common thread of advice was you need to have inspiration you need to know what you want I also feel like we've talked about having the value of being more minimalist in what we bring into our home and so I think it's really easy when you're going thrifting like oh this is beautiful and it's inexpensive you can end up with a lot of stuff that you don't need yeah so um I thought that that was such helpful advice in terms of how to see through your love goggles and Isabel specifically said that she will print out mood boards of things that she loves or pieces that she loves and she'll bring them into the store so she can tell does this fit with what I like is this something that I like or will it fit in my home and this style and I think that is so smart so that way you don't end up buying things that you don't love especially when you are looking for those true treasures yeah you're not buying things that aren't going to serve you in the long run and I think we can all relate to that feeling of like having a general idea of what we want and then getting in a thrift store and just being like is this close enough is am I totally missing the mark like just not being able you know and you're like trying to think back on the details of the piece that you want or the size of the space you have or, you know, whatever it is. So I think being as specific as possible when you're going in is so helpful. I was thinking one of the times that Paris and I went, uh, antiquing, we went to a new place that I had never been to before and they had a lot more furniture pieces, which typically I feel like you come by, um, like clothing items and trinkets and accessories and whatnot a lot more often. So this was new and it was exactly what I'd been looking for. Also being in Utah, there aren't a lot of, I think, I think it can depend on your geographic location, yeah. like what is available to you. There aren't a ton of, um, places that are full of inventory of, of like furniture pieces in yeah. Utah. Anyway, so we went to this great antique store and I, had so many things I wanted to buy, but specifically had measured for one specific space in my house, like measured it out just in case and like knew exactly what I was looking for. And I bought two things and that was one of them. So I just thought like, okay, at the end of the day, that was the proof to me that knowing what you're looking for really does make a difference. I don't think it was a coincidence that the one thing, you know, one of the two things I walked away with was for the exact space that I had measured. Oh yeah. You know, and Britt and I, this is actually a very big luxury for Britt and I. We both left our kids and we went antiquing together, which was very so fun. Great. Highly recommend. Yeah. But um, 
I hadn't measured in advance. I was like, oh, I just need some art and things like that. And then we went and there was lots of pretty art, but I hadn't measured anything. I didn't have a really specific spot in mind. And I ended up leaving pretty empty handed where you got this piece that was incredible. And I just didn't really have any clear direction. Right. Um, Another friend said that she will just have a folder in her phone of screenshots of items that she loves and just so she really has like a clear vision of what she wants because it's so easy to get overwhelmed I feel like when you're thrifting or antiquing there's just so many options yeah um one thing that I was talking to my sister about and my sister we've had her on the podcast she's an interior designer and so she is very very familiar with antiquing for furniture pieces but um she said that obviously thrifting, you're going to get a really, really great deal. But when you go antiquing, you are really getting those, um, something more curated. Mm-hmm. So a lot of antique shops, they just have, yeah, they just have like great curated things that are, you're going to have a, just like a higher quantity of things that you like at an antique store and yeah. you're paying for that, that as well. But one tip that she gave that I thought was so smart, she um, there's a website called Cherish, and they do um, antique furniture, and you can see the vendors, and then you can look at their page, and they've often styled things really well, and they have these pieces that are amazing and oftentimes really, really expensive. But she was saying you can go look at a more curated place like that and find how they're styling things, find pieces that you love. And then it can get you a more clear idea of what to look for. And you can also look at the keywords that they're using. So are they saying that it's a, I don't know, (laughs) English dresser or whatever? Then you can copy those keywords and find it maybe on Facebook Marketplace or somewhere or even eBay, things like that, where you can um, just have to dig a little bit more. But if you don't want to pay that massive markup, that's a good way to look as well. And even if you are going to a thrift store, you can go with the ideas of pieces that you want in mind from there as well. Right. It's another good resource. I love those tips. Another question that we had are what are some good places to shop online? And they said Etsy, eBay, and Facebook Marketplace, which another, I love the idea of looking at Cherish. I think that's so smart. Um, Not necessarily, (laughs) because I'll get on there and there will be like, I don't know, a $5,000 coffee table. Yeah. Or not even coffee, like side table. Yeah. Oh, shoot. That's like, that's so beautiful, but I'm not necessarily (laughs) antiquing because I have a billion dollars. I'm not in the the phase where I can overspend for my antiques. I'm trying to get a deal. Yeah. But so I think that's a great tip. But um, something else that I learned and, and I think also just Googling, um, there's so many blogs with tips for antiquing online. So reading through some of those are really helpful. But something that I've learned is with your Facebook marketplace feed, if you search certain keywords, like things that you might be interested in then um, your feed will be more curated to those. And then also what things you're clicking on or saving. So even if something maybe is overpriced um, from what you're willing to spend or 
not exactly what you're looking for, but like in the range, then if you save it, your feed will also come up with more of those types of things. So also just like being on there, you know, for a few minutes a day and being active and saving things and liking things and searching things um, can help benefit you when you go back on the next time. It really is such a treasure hunt and it's so it's kind of a lot, it's kind of a lot of work, but it is, it is fun, especially yeah. if you're committed to it and you are looking for something specific. It is, it's like a treasure hunt, like this bed that we bought for miles, it's from Pottery Barn and it's beautiful and it was almost brand new and we paid less than half of what right. we would have paid for it at the store because yeah. I just looked long enough on Facebook marketplace knowing I wanted this specific bed. Yeah. Um, so I feel like it can be very, very overwhelming to go thrifting in person I feel like especially thrifting antiquing as well but especially thrifting yes and I've been trying to thrift more of our clothes especially where I'm buying clothes for my kids every couple of months they just always need new clothes because they're growing so much and um to save money it's great but also it just feels really it just feels really wasteful to be buying so many new clothes totally so that's something that I've been working on and also I think I think it's fun and I enjoy it. Um, but one friend said that um, it's really easy to feel overwhelmed because there are so many options at thrift stores. And obviously not all of them are things that you're going to love. But um, she says that when she thrifts for clothes, she goes in with a color scheme in mind as well as specific textures. And she said specifically she'll look for natural linens, corduroy, or vintage denim. And that makes shopping easier and less daunting. While you're sifting through the options, you you know, okay, this is denim. I'm more interested in this. And actually I have to say, I, I have been kind of using that tip. I don't really necessarily think I'm going to find great t-shirts this time, but I'm looking for denim. And, um, I was looking for some pants for miles cause I've had the hardest time even finding pants that I like, even if I were to buy new. And we went to the thrift store and I found a few pairs that I love for him. Yeah. And they're such a fun find. I thought that was such a good tip. And I love how she says to pair a color scheme with a fabric type or maybe a color scheme or fabric type with um, a silhouette. You know, like I'm looking for a navy button down or a dark green corduroy. That way when you are like um, flipping through hundreds of items, those things will automatically pop out at you. I think that's such a great idea. Yeah, I agree. Okay, one question we had for our friends as well is how do you see the potential of an item? And my sister, when I asked her this question, she gave me a story that I feel like just summed it up nicely. <laughs> Basically, Savannah bought this couch that it's in her basement right now, and it is so ugly. It is so <laughs> ugly, but she caught the vision and I know it's going to be beautiful. I have absolutely no doubt, but she bought this couch. I think it was like $80 or something crazy. I don't know. It, don't quote me on that, but it was a really, really good deal. And it is just not, not cute. It's got really weird fabric, but she said that she was shopping on Cherish and there was this couch that was so expensive and so beautiful, so unique. And, um, it just really caught her eye. She loved it. And then she was shopping on Facebook marketplace and she saw this couch that was very ugly, but it had the exact same shape. And so she's reupholstering that couch in a fabric that she loves. And she's going to have this beautiful 
one-of-a-kind unique piece in her home that is going to be so cool and special to them and I love that but since she had been looking somewhere else and knew what she was looking for when she saw that ugly piece pop up she knew oh this totally has potential yeah another friend said that she loves natural textiles and neutral colors so she says like 100% cotton linen wool white beige blacks blues greens corduroy canvas vintage denims all of those things that feel like more natural textures those are almost always going to turn out well so when she sees that she automatically knows that there's potential and that she's going to like it right and not only are these more timeless fabrics but also I think typically they clean up easier. Yes, they last, they last longer, longer, right? Yeah. Which is so great. That's mostly what I've thrifted in terms of clothes for my kids. And honestly, I feel feel very new to this, but inspired by some friends who've done it really well. But when I've bought for them, it's been denim and overalls and corduroy. And it. I honestly prefer the way it looks to if I were to go to Zara and buy yeah. something. It just like they look like they've been worn a couple of times. They're more broken in and I I genuinely like it better. Yeah, I love that. I that's one thing I have not done a lot of clothes thrifting and yeah. I need to. So, I'm loving all these tips. Another question we asked is what are some of the things that you try to buy secondhand before you buy new and why? And a couple different answers we got. I loved one person said literally everything. Savers and DI are my go-to for clothes for me and my kids. Dishes and glassware for my kitchen and vintage linens and quilts for our beds. Which even just hearing that list I think is helpful to know like what kinds of things you could be looking for. That's the other thing. I feel like until you... um, until you are consistently going and know what to expect, it's helpful to rely on somebody else who does know what's out there, you know? So even finding people who, um, like thrifters on Instagram, people that you could follow, friends who go regularly, I think it's really helpful to kind of rely on what, um, what they, their experience, right? Like their tips and what they see. And then another person said that 99% of the furniture in their home was bought secondhand through Facebook marketplace. And that's something they're super excited about, which is also really cool. I love that you can put together your home and, um, feel like, I don't know, feel like one that you worked hard to find the things, right? Like you have to dig a little harder and also feel like it's a unique place to your family. Yeah. Going off of buying secondhand for your home, um, another friend said, I think for me, it's not so much about buying secondhand as it is. I truly believe things are just not built the way they once were. My dining chairs were once my grandparents as newlyweds. And before that, they were brought over from Germany by someone else. You simply can't replicate that from Target, which I also think there is something to be said for that. You know, like there are a lot of pieces that um, we talked about with clothing, but also furniture pieces that will stand the test of time that you can't necessarily buy, you know, at TJ Maxx. Yeah. Like that they, you kind of have to know what you're getting into, you know? Yeah. That same friend was also talking about cost per wear, cost per use, and talking about how if you buy something that has already withstood the test of time and it's going to be able to serve you in your home for many, many years to come, that feels much better to invest your money in rather than something from Ikea that you're going to use for a couple of years and then it's going to fall apart and you're going to have to replace it again. So she just talked about kind of shifting your mindset and 
just to purchasing things of value. And I think a lot of times that that's reflected in the price, but also especially shopping vintage, I don't think that that's necessarily always the case. And so that's fun to just really look and see, okay, am I going to be able to use this in my home for years to come? And if not, is it, is it worth buying? Should I look to buy secondhand? Um, and just realizing kind of the cost per use, because if you're going to buy something that you're never going to use and it's going to fall apart, then it actually, even if it's cheap, it actually could be really expensive. Right. Okay. Sorry. I'm going to backtrack a little bit, but another friend had a great tip about finding potential in pieces, because I think that that's a big part of thrifting and shopping secondhand. But she said that, um, there's, okay, actually I overheard a couple of friends talking about this a couple of months ago and it was the first time I'd ever heard about it, but like my ears perked up. I'm like, what is going on? I need to learn about this. But basically they were talking about the value of oven cleaner. And I did not know about this, but apparently if you use oven cleaner on wooden pieces, it really gives a beautiful natural patina. Google it. Don't just do that based off of my <laughs> recommendation. There is a method, but um, she was saying that there's nothing a little oven cleaner can't fix, and it strips the, it strips the furniture, and it really gives it really shows off its beautiful, unique, natural patina. Yeah. So if you also find a specific silhouette or frame shape that you're looking for and you don't love the finish on it maybe you know the type of wood it's made out of but you're just like "Ooh, this finish is not doing it for me yeah that's a great option you I would recommend you buy it anyway and then you do the whole yeah you can google it you do a whole little oven cleaner process and it ends up looking really beautiful yeah Okay, along with that, if you know specific shapes you're looking for, we talked about how helpful it can be to like have some specifics. A friend said the more you search for a piece and learn what to look for, the more rewarding it will be. For example, learning about drawer joints or dovetailing, you can learn which are made by hand and a lot about where they come from or what time period, which can um, help you in your search and also... um, I think it feels very validating when you do find the right piece. You're not like stressing to go back and find the pictures of what you were looking for. And also it's so rewarding when you do end up with it. And that was kind of what happened. I got a dresser for my boy's room and I had been following a few vintage shops on Instagram where the pricing was just like not reasonable for me. And I um, just was like always kind of scrolling them, trying to see what pieces they had on there, just honestly to help hone my eye because I feel like every time I go like parents talked about the goggles you're just like what am I looking at I don't know (laughs) anyway and that was so helpful because then when I found this this um dresser for my boys room it was literally exactly what I had been looking at on these sites and I knew it was exactly what I wanted so um any kind of details fabrics shapes things that you can look up um and that you can specifically hone in on I think not only will it pay off in the end but um like out of your treasure hunting you know it'll feel more rewarding but also it's really really helpful in the moment that you're looking yeah she gave another tip about talk about looking for really specific pieces and she said it can be really helpful to befriend the shop owners a lot of antique stores I mean they're just owned by local people that are running them and um they can be really helpful you can make friends with them and let them know what you're looking for and a lot of times they can really help you out there um another just kind of random tip that she gave that I thought was so good she said um go in the mornings when 
the stores are freshly stocked. So she said her local thrift store is closed on Mondays, which mine is too. And so she goes first thing Tuesday morning. So she gets fresh pick rather than going an evening at the end of the week when everything's really picked over. Okay. I love that tip. Also, I feel like we talked about this quite a bit on Savannah's episode, but just something to keep in mind if you are antiquing pieces for your home, um, which I'm not really sure how this would work about with thrifting, like clothes and, and pieces for your closet. But the idea was that the major pieces, unless your style um, leans a very specific direction, that the major pieces in your home you want to have a, be a little bit more timeless, maybe a little bit more neutral. Um, anyway, you don't want those to be your statements. No, because it's so much easier to switch out. And this obviously can be, I loved that we talked about it in Savannah's episode because I don't think it is specific to thrifting, but just something to keep in mind that um, it's so much easier to switch out throw pillows and yeah. blankets and accessories versus a whole new sofa yeah. or a bed or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah, it makes sense to invest in things that will be just more permanent fixtures and then things that are maybe a little bit more out there, a little bit more of a statement. Like I bought a little yellow and blue lamp for Miles's room, but I don't think I would have done that necessarily in a bed, but a lamp, if I hate it in a few years, I mean, I bought it secondhand, I could sell it secondhand again, you know? Totally. So I think that that is a really good thing to keep in mind as well. So just kind of some parting tips. One friend I thought this was so smart, but she said, find designers or people whose style you gravitate toward and try and find similar outfits or furniture when thrifting. Um, she gave the example that she loves amber interiors and she loves how she incorporates antique furniture into modern interior design. And um, I think that that's something that I've really been missing when I'm shopping is looking for something really, really specific. And I think that that makes a really big difference um because when you go with the vision and you know what you want I mean that's been a theme is you you find it and I follow Amber Interiors as well love her and she's really great at incorporating those antique pieces and so I feel like if you I feel like part of the challenge of thrifting is just deciding what you want and what you're looking for and um, we should link Savannah's episode as well because she talked a lot about finding inspiration in your style and I think that would pair really well just learning okay what do I want what am I looking for and then figuring out the way to bring that into your home yeah Paris and I I don't know if anyone else has gotten into this but Paris and I got really into these um, (laughs) these like find I don't know how to phrase it but like finding your style TikToks. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> and um, there's this one specifically, her name's Alison Bornstein, if you want to look her up. Anyway, there's one specifically about um, like choosing three words to describe your fashion sense and then being able to build your closet off of that so that you're not buying pieces that you're never going to wear. Anyway, I feel like honestly that kind of sums up a lot of the things in this episode that it doesn't necessarily like maybe you don't want to come up with like three very vague words to describe uh, your fashion sense or style, but you can put together, I think it's such a great idea to put together mood boards, um, to do a lot of digging beforehand, whether you're shopping on Crate and Barrel or looking through an Instagram account like Amber Interiors that you really like or looking through Cherish at Vintage Pieces. But putting anything you like, putting it in a board together so that you can then 
um, come up with some general ideas. Uh, like maybe you're like, hey, I'm looking for a wood coffee table or I'm looking for an oversized black sweater or whatever it is. Um, because just seeing them all together, I think helps you kind of focus in on the specifics of what you really want. If you couldn't put it into words beforehand, and then you can go in feeling a little bit more prepared and like, okay, I know exactly what it is that I'm wanting. I'm looking for linen. I'm looking for denim. I'm looking for a bed frame. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. Okay. This has honestly made me feel inspired. I have been on a little bit of a thrifting antiquing kick lately yeah you have been and now I'm just realizing okay I need inspiration I need to know what I want and our home right now I have been filling with more things that I've purchased secondhand which I've been really really loving but I want I want more of a vision and I think it's so fun and so rewarding and I think there are a million treasures to be found, but when you find the one that you were looking for, that's just such a sense of satisfaction. No, totally. Okay, also, sorry, we're totally summing up this episode, and I just had this tip that I was thinking I didn't even share. Um, I'm so excited to hear. (laughs) This is just like a really practical tip because sometimes I feel like um, it's easy to be like, okay, I've got it. I'm going to know what I want, and then you just don't know where to start. So this is something I've been doing. Anytime I am scrolling on a website looking for stuff um I don't know somebody sends me a picture whatever it is if I see something on my computer or on my phone um that I like and want to keep in mind I will screenshot it and then I save it to a specific album on my phone so it will say like Johnny's office and I will save it there or you could even make one very specifically that says thrifting and put yeah. it there. That way, everything's really accessible and you're not thinking like, oh, I knew I was looking for such and such, but like, where can I find that? You'll just know exactly where to go. And I think like for the mood boards, it would make it a lot easier. So anyway, really practical tip. You probably are already doing that, but it's been really helpful for me. No, I'm not doing that and I will. So thanks. <laughs> Anyways, thank you again so much to our friends who contributed for this episode. And we will link everything we talked about in our show notes. And thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd appreciate you leaving us a review and even sharing it would be wonderful. So thank you so much. We will see you next week.